Hi there, and welcome to Balanced Torah Living. I'm your host, Adam Rubin. Welcome to regulars, and welcome to newcomers. Tonight, the quilting effect. So we're going to start by getting in touch with a certain pressure that many of us feel. This is the pressure of being a rock star. The pressure of having the amazing blog. The pressure of writing a great book. Being well known. Making a mark. Making a mark for ourselves. And uh, I'm really standing out in the crowd. And we oftentimes feel like we have to do some amazing home run type of thing. I have to lead this organization. I have to be on the board. I have to write this book or be on the speaking tour. And we see it for sure in the secular world around us. And we can even think that's the model in the Torah world. And it's not true. Now certainly there are those who are on that pathway and that's part of it for them and that's fine but even at a fundamental level their greatness and their impact is not really about the the flame the, sorry the, the fame <laughs> uh the glitz the glamour of what they're doing that's not really where it is it's still with how they uh treat their spouses how they interact with their kids, how they are consistent on a day-to-day basis. So for them too, it's the little things. It's not, it's not really the uh, the big fireworks type of situation that that we think it is. The uh, the opening on the Today Show and so forth. So the quilting effect is an idea that has been sticking out to me uh, more so, perhaps because my mother-in-law is an extraordinary quilter, uh, but also just because this image comes up more and more in my mind as I think about my life, and I think it may be helpful for others as well. Hashem oftentimes, or really always, is bringing us various situations, challenges, opportunities, and they're not always so linear. It's, hey, There's a chesed opportunity here. This person could really use to have somebody listen to them for five to ten minutes after Marav about something going on in their lives. You come home and your your wife, you can tell, she wants to talk about something a bit more than usual and that that wasn't your plan for right now. After a long day of work, one of your kids comes home from school and you can tell they're just in a whirlwind and and they need you. And you didn't really want to play Go Fish right now, but you know what? You're going to sit down and you'll play Go Fish with them for 15 or 20 minutes to give them that space and that connection and that warmth. And uh, it's not making headlines, but that's the call of the moment. And that is the, the square of your quilt at that moment. And you may have thought that uh, that you were supposed to be writing uh, a great book on uh, 
you know, a great uh, spiritual practice or uh, certain deep insights into the Chumash and, you know, that that's what you should be doing and these little things, the your friend who needs to talk on the phone, your wife needing to decompress and, and debrief about the day, like that those are all distractions. Those are not distractions. Those are actually the squares that come together in your quilt of greatness. And I am drawn to a certain uh, teaching from Pirkei Avos uh, that I think captures this uh, in, in, a certain, in a certain vein. So over here, Pirkei Avos, uh, the second parak, fifth Mishnah, at the end of the Mishnah, a famous sentiment, Uvimakom she'ein anashim, hishtadel lios ish. In a place where there are no men, strive, put in an effort to be a man. There are certain situations where you're being called to do something and there's no one else there. There's no one else who has that particular task right now. You walk out of shul and you see somebody who has something on their mind or they come to talk to you, you can can tell they really want to open up to you about something. It wasn't in your plan, but it's your job to step up to the plate that, at, at that point. There's no other person to do it. That's your calling. Yeah, it wasn't your plan for right now. You wanted to go home and work on your blog. That's not, that's not the calling of the moment. That's not your square for right now. Um, obviously, all the more so with your, with your wife and kids. Your wife wants to talk right now. You are the ish. Uh, it reminds me of um, Rabbi Gershenfeld, my Rosh Hashiva from Machon Shlomo, pointing out that the word ish in the Chumash, when we see that word ish, it is a, it's an elevated image of man. It's man operating in a noble, refined, dignified, and elevated way. So here, to be, to be an ish, to be an ish in the moment for what Hashem is asking you to do right now. It wasn't it wasn't uh on your outlook planner. Okay, fine. But that's what he's calling you to do, and there's no one else to do it, and it's time for you to strive for that current goal. And flip over to another uh well known idea that I think also can help us move us along in this idea and bring us a little bit more Menuchas and nefesh and feeling of fulfillment as we try not to compare ourselves to others and we try to uh, embrace the opportunities and the various situations that Hashem brings to us, which sometimes feel so feel so fragmented, so so separated, so broken apart from each other looking to unify them in some way. Whereas when we look at other people's lives, oh, that that seems like uh, that person seems to be much more so of a groove where they're just, you know, focusing on one thing. This person started their new business and they're just giving themselves their all to it. And, you know, their their wife and kids don't even need them at home. And they're just like totally in the zone with it. And then they make the... 40 under 40 list for new businesses, and it seems to be a much more uh, linear, direct, sort of unified type of greatness versus this other process that I'm talking about. 
So I'll draw draw our attention to uh, Pesachim 50a. Over here, the Gemara tells the story of, of Yosef, the son of the sage Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, who became deathly ill, and uh, and they thought he had died. Uh, then he suddenly regained consciousness, and is it was as if he had come back from some very distant place and was and was returning to the current place and the current time. As he regained consciousness, his father said to him, "What did you see?" Yosef said, "I I saw an oilam hafuch, a world turned upside down. What is above was below, and what is below was above." His father said to him. My son, you have seen an olam baror, a clear world. You've seen the world clearly. And this idea that what we see down here as success really oftentimes really isn't success. Not even, not even necessarily highlighting in the Torah world. But when we see great people uh, out there in the professional world uh, seemingly doing amazing things and uh, really seemingly making a huge impact, what are they like at home? How do they treat their spouse? How do they treat their kids? You know, what type of work are they doing on their character traits? Who are they as a person? And what looks like a very successful person down here really might turn out to be pretty small when it comes to the the big show in the world to come. And so too, somebody down here, it looks like, you know, what's going on here, they didn't necessarily make a ton of money, they didn't have that many letters after their name, Uh, it's, you know, it's hard to find some great endeavor in their life, it seems to be more of this quilt aspect, okay, so they were there for that friend, and they were there for their spouse, and then there was that one time when somebody needed a drive to the airport, and there was another time when somebody's the kid needed to be picked up after school and then they dropped everything to get them and it's sort of this sort of mishmash of uh, of events and chasadim uh, in, in this example. And then we see that that person really in, in the world to come is on top as they constantly in the moment answer the question, what does Hashem want me to do now? It's a question that you should ask yourself. What does Hashem want you to do now? And obviously, you know, focusing to flip it around on yourself, but a question that can really um, prod you uh, oftentimes in a good direction as you move throughout your day. And also try to think about unifying threads, although it might often feel like these various uh, squares, these these pieces, sections of the quilt. But what's the thread? What brings it together? Chesed, warmth, reliability, MS. The unifying, the, the, the stitching, the threading for it just might be your core mida, as uh, Ali Shur brings down, and from Rabbi Yochum Levavitz, I don't have the um, uh, exact page in front of me, but it's in Ali Shur where uh, Rav Volbi brings down from Rabbi Yochum Levavitz that each person has one 
pristine mida, one central character trait that is their essence, that is their core, through which they interact with the world, and all of their other midos are really filtered through that trait. Rabbi Yisrael Roll also really brings out this idea in, in various discussions, Shiram, also in some of his books. So look for that thread. Bring it together. Don't just settle for seeing them as separate pieces. Look for ways to show how it's a really a, a tapestry, a a blanket, a full garment, a shalim, a shalim item. Your life, a shalim, a shalim gift, a shalim contribution that you're giving to the world as you combine these pieces together into a beautiful, meaningful, intentional, successful life. And I'll close with a an idea that I recently heard on a fantastic podcast by uh, Mr. Igor Igor Meistelman, uh, who is uh, a relationship coach out in Phoenix, Arizona, who's got a podcast that I recommend called Dating, Marriage, and Divorce. And in one of his podcasts, he discusses the idea of identity versus goals. I recommend listening to it, but just a, a nakuda from it. The idea that oftentimes we try to, and reasonably so, work on developing goals for ourselves. How do I want to uh, grow in the area of, of learning or um, parnasa? Maybe I want to work on my davening, spending more time with my family, uh, some professional skill that will move me along the uh, the tracks in terms of developing in my particular specialty. But as we all know, oftentimes when we develop these goals, they fizzle, they fizzle. And maybe early on, whether we are developing them uh, around uh, Rosh Hashanah, the Jewish New Year, the secular New Year, Whenever we get that uh, burst of inspiration, maybe we stick with it f- for a bit, but it's hard to it's hard to really maintain. And here he suggests the idea, uh, Mr. Meistelman, from um, he connects it to certain uh, Torah sources, and then also mentions a uh, a well known physician, and I believe uh, either psychologist or psychiatrist. Dr. Uh, let's see, what's his name? Uh, Taborga Bay, perhaps. Might have flipped around those letters on the name. You can take a look on it. Uh, Dr. Google will help you out if, uh, if I did a little flip-flop there. Um, but the idea that if we focus on identity, if we start with identity as our North Star. So instead of saying... Um, I want to, let's say, um, I want to give something to my spouse. I want to do some type of aspect of uh, kindness to my spouse four times a week. We'll make it quantitative uh, to make it a little bit more concrete. Okay, I'm going to do four things for my spouse a week. Special, little, you know, uh, kind Actions could be filling up the tank of gas, 
Could be going to get the medicine from the pharmacy. Could be picking up flowers, whatever it might be. Okay. That's a pretty noble goal, too. Um, I hope that we have that goal. Uh, but to shift it to identity, who am I and who do I want to be? Because the person says, you know what? I really <clears throat> want to work on being a kind person. I want to embrace and build my mida of chesed. So you go into the, to each day thinking, how, am I, how am I going to honor my chesed today? And then as we go through the day thinking of actions, is this choice right now? Is this honoring and building my chesed? My, my, my core, core mida? Or is this taking away from my chesed? Is this not honoring? Perhaps you know, disrespecting, ignoring, not building myself, my identity. And so if we reframe it in the context of thinking about building and developing different aspects of our identity, which so clearly and perfectly connects with the idea of midos development, for what are we but our midos and the constellation and combination of our, of our various midos in the unique way that each one of us manifests our midos. So, you know, now this can be worked with, played with. How do you do that? Do you work on one particular mita at a time? So we're not going to go into those details at this point, but definitely something to, to chew on here. So, okay, so I'm working on honoring and building my chesed. Go into the day with, with that approach. And then, of course, build goals around it. Goals can be a, a guiding light and a way to put different concrete pieces into place to then reflect and express the particular mida quality aspect of our identities that we want to develop, nourish, and build, but really have to anchor it back to the mida, anchor it back to ourselves and our identity. Who do I want to be? Who am I? And do the actions, does what I do in my life reflect who I am, who I want to be. So let's embrace the quilt, embrace the unique quilts in our lives. We all have a different quilt, uh, a beautiful quilt, and a bracha that we should all be able to, to bring our beautiful, each one of us, our beautiful, unique, diverse, varied quilt uh, before Hashem, after 120, and present Him with this beautiful mosaic of our various deeds and actions and efforts down here that came together as connected through our mitos and our unique perspective in this world and bring Him that, uh, that beautiful, finished shalim uh, blanket and, and representation of what we've done down here. Until next time, bye-bye.